All right. We're starting. Back. <laughs> Welcome back to Not So Molly Mormon. Um, episode number four. <gasps> this is the fourth. Yeah, that's right. The fourth. Yeah. Episode number four. It's crazy. crazy. Um, actually, you know, I was thinking the other day that we started this back in like February. <laughs> we did. We've had some breaks now, in between. Yeah, we've yeah. had some breaks for sure. But because like I think the first episode I'm talking about how it's like cold as fuck outside. And oh, now, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's summer. It's summertime. Anyways, that's like such an exciting topic. I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about the weather. You know, it's crazy how in the winter it was cold and now it's summer and it's hot. It's wild. You don't hear Mind that content boy. many places. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so what do you uh, want to talk about today, Sarah? The temples, the temple, the yes. holy temple, the sacred ground. Which, okay, so I feel like before we even get into it, we need to clarify because a lot of people will be like, I saw, especially when I was an active Mormon, they would be like, I saw your temple the other day, and I'm like, No, you didn't. That's a ward. Not a temple. Oh, yeah, like the the chapel, like, meeting house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because they think it's the same thing, and they'll be like, that's really boring. Like, are they all right. that boring? And it's like, well, kind of, yeah. Yes, but, we should yeah, so clarify. Those are two very different things. Two very different. So you have, like, the chapels, which Katie just mentioned, which is, like, where you meet every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have activities during the week. So they have, like, family home evening. Sometimes, like, in my or my old chapel here, they did that for the youth. Like, mm. young, senior, adult. And you could do family home evening on Mondays. Then you have, like, Wednesday night activities. Then you have, like, institute, which is usually a Tuesday or Thursday. And then in the summer, especially here, they have something on Saturdays, too. Yes. It's, like, crazy. It's, like, your entire life is invested to in this church like yes. and in the activities and <clears throat> they hold like um post funeral services a lot of the times in there like they'll have the dinners in there even sometimes like wedding receptions yeah that's quite common actually mm-hmm. i mean it's it's smart you can't afford a venue you can right. always go to the mormon church so right and so yeah that's where they meet every week on Sunday for yes there and and, and, and each yeah there. each congregation is called a ward and then each ward has a presiding bishop so yes yes okay yeah yes 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 uh I have my glasses on so I just push them up to emphasize the nerdiness of this <laughs> and awesome. then you have temples which are like holy ground and there aren't as many of those so like you in general this is like a huge generalization there's like one per country or like one like in the states there are tons like basically one in every state i would say basically except for utah there's a whole crap ton in utah oh yeah that's right utah has one like every corner but yeah otherwise yes (laughs) yeah and it's kind of like one in every major country Mm -hmm. i think like germany has two uh like they built one in rome they're building one in paris there's like Spain has one, Madrid has one, like, they're kind of just everywhere-ish. And they're very (laughs) elaborate and very expensive. They're huge. Mm -hmm. They look like castles, whereas, like, 
the chapels are just look kind of like every other regular church. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, okay, so for temple, though, not everyone can go on. You have to be a worthy member. Like, a, you have to have a temple recommend mm -hmm. to enter into the temple. So, like, for example... If you want to get married, like when I was a Mormon and I was like, oh, one day I hopefully will get married and not be an old maid. I was like really concerned about this whole thing because my dad's not a member and most of my family aren't members and they wouldn't be able to attend the wedding ceremony that's in the temple. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. was always an issue obviously with my family because they're like so we don't get to attend or like my best friends like none of them it has to be someone who has a temple recommend mm -hmm. and it's like really intense ceremony too yes like, and ugh. so to get the temple recommend you have an interview with your bishop and yes. he has this set list from like the church leaders headquarters whatever that he has to ask you and you have to pass in order to receive this p literal piece of paper he gives you with his signature and a date. It expires after what? A, a year? year? Yeah. Yeah. And so in order, one of the questions on that questionnaire is if you've paid your full tithing, mm -hmm. which is 10% of your income. So if you haven't paid that, uh, you can't enter along with a bunch of other things. If you've done them, you can't get in. But I think it's funny. Like, you know, it's like well, paying yeah. admission. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, is like you are paying admission. And I, I just had this conversation the other night with, um, so my friend Jay, he had a birthday dinner and I met a, another one of his friends. Happy birthday, Miss Jay. Ab Yay. Happy birthday, Jay. You're a jerk. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I met his friend, Miss Avalon. She used to do drag, and now she, well, is, his name is Lewis. Anyways, long story. We have a lovely chat in the cab on the way home. And I was like, Miss Avalon slash Lewis, because I don't really know which one he, he wants to be known as right now. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, lovely, lovely person. Uh, we were talking about, like, uh, also, I hope I don't offend anyone by that statement. I feel like I probably did, but I just really don't know because he, he goes back and forth between the two. Yeah, I, so, I, like, I wouldn't I think that's offensive. <laughs> what? I wouldn't think that's offensive as long well, as you know, like, you're being sensitive. Yes. Okay. I don't want okay. people to like, listen and be like, that's insensitive bitch or kind. Like, I just, I he went back and forth between the two, so I don't really know. Anyways, besides point. Um... So, yeah, so we were talking about that, and I was, like, telling him about how I used to be Mormon and stuff like that, and he grew up Catholic. Okay. And so we were we were talking about that, and I was like, yeah, you know, like, the Mormon church, like, one of the questions they asked, because he was asking about the temples and stuff, and I was like, yeah, you have to have this recommend, and then, like, um, one of the questions they asked was, are you a full tithe payer? And he was like, well, yeah, we have that in our church, too. You know, you have the collection plate and the offerings, and I was like, yeah, yeah, but you don't have to pay 10%. Like, it's kind of just give what you want to give, or you don't even have to. It's, like, not... Like, if you don't pay in this church, they're not going to prohibit you from, like, participating in the sacrament or whatever. And he was like, oh, okay. So, like, yeah, for, for the Mormon church, like, if you don't pay tithing, you also can't take up the sacrament either. Yes. And 
also that's a really good point you brought up because also ours isn't just a donation in a basket it it Mm -hmm. in mormonism you literally it's documented it's and they have documents of what you've paid for the whole year and they have like tithing settlement meetings you know it's like intense and they know what you've paid when you've paid it and when you haven't so exactly yes so it's very intense, like, and I, I used to feel so guilty because there's always this debate, too, because it's 10% of your income, mm-hmm. and some people would pay 10% of their, is it gross? Mm-hmm. Gross income, and I always pay 10% of my net income. Mm-hmm. And some people would be like, oh, well, really, you should pay 10% of your gross income, and I was like, what? Yeah, I, like, I'm paying so much, especially in uh, Germany, because they take like 40% of your paycheck to go to taxes. Wow. I would be paying a shit ton of money. Yeah. So if I ever did it, I was like, no, I'm just going to do like net. And even then, like. Ugh. Did you hear the excuse like the more you pay, the more blessings you'll get? Oh, always. Always. Yep, that's no. what they and, say. And I used to believe that shit because, like, it would somehow my life would always just work out. Mm-hmm. And then it took me leaving the Mormon church to realize, like, no, a lot of times things work out for you because, A, white privilege. Let's throw that out there. Yes. Like, yes. that's why shit was working out mm-hmm. for me. And, B, like, I was fortunate enough to be blessed with family or yes. friends to help me out when I needed to, which, yes. again, goes back to white privilege. But it was like, I never had to struggle because I had a fallback. And when I did have that fallback, it was like, oh, that's the Lord blessing me for paying my tithing. When in reality, it's like, no, you just have good support system and you have, you know, white privilege. Like, yeah. that's basically it. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point to make because mm-hmm. I've, I've felt that as well. And yeah. you think that you're blessed and you're special. But in reality, someone's starving, uh, yeah. someone of color or something mm-hmm. – they could have been paying their tithing and their life is horrible, you know? So it's, it's totally not true. (laughs) The whole blessings equate to how much you pay thing. Oh, it's not true at all. And I remember once too, I, like I had to participate in this, like, it was so awkward. This Bishop interview, uh, with this like Spanish couple. And because like, the bishop didn't speak any Spanish and like they didn't speak any English. And so I had to like translate and it was so uncomfortable because the bishop was basically asking like, okay, but like in order for you to have a temple recommend, you have to be wearing your garments. And they're like, but we can't afford to pay for our garments. Like we don't have to give you money. And the bishop was like, well, yeah, but that's like a sacrifice you have to make. That's part of like, you know, the sacrifice you make to the Lord's blessing. And like, if you just set aside more money for tithing, or if you bought the temple garments, then you would be like blessed. And I remember it was like so awkward that I'm like translating this back to this like poor couple and being like, you have to buy garments and like basically sacrifice food to buy these like things. That that hurts my heart. That's sad. Yeah. But you know what? The, the more sad thing, more sad is that even proper English. <laughs> <laughs> so awful. The worst part, though, is that, like, I remember sitting there being like, you know, it's true. If they would just, like, 
buy these garments and pay more tithing, they would be blessed. Like, I was on the side of no, Bishop. Girl, like, yeah, this. when you're in it, it seems so true. Yeah. And also, like you mentioned, we were very privileged. And so mm-hmm. to us, we never mm-hmm. felt that feeling. Yeah, yeah, of course. I've never had to go a day without food or something like that. So I couldn't even fathom. I was like, oh, my God, it's not that big of a deal. Just like you know, buy the the garments. It's like two euros or four euros, whatever. But that's a lot of money for people who aren't like in fortunate situations, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it just shows another angle of how like, I feel like a lot of the leaders in the church and not all of them, obviously, because there are some, you know, areas that they have Mormon churches where they actually understand how the world works. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, I feel like it's a lot of leaders who have, who have been blessed and are very privileged and have no, no understanding. Oh, completely. You know, um, I was actually going to say that it's the leaders. I mean, the high up leaders in the church, right? So I guess for listeners <laughs> and yeah. not talking about like bishops or anything, cause bishops of wards, they don't get paid anything. They volunteer a lot of time and make no money for that. But mm-hmm. the high up leaders, in the church, um, in the general authorities, they make good money and it's, mm-hmm. it's from tithing and they call it like their living salary, but it's a lot of money and it's a lot more than a lot of the members have. So oh, it's for quite sure. corrupt in that way. Yeah. It's not like they're living like these humble, modest lives. Like they are living quite well off, you know? Yes. Yeah, and a lot of them had money to start with because, like you said, they've, almost all of them, have come from a really privileged place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Crazy. So, yeah, so that's, like, the first part of the whole temple. It's, like, before you can even enter, you have to have this recommend. Uh-huh. That is Oh, man, I remember when I used to have those recommend. Okay, so for listeners, again, like Katie and I come on different levels of temple recommend interviews. Mm -hmm. So like mine was for what's called taking your endowments out, which is like the highest level you can do in the temple. basically. So my temple interviews were like super intense. Oh, I'm sure. They they had more questions and were just like I would be so terrified every time being like oh my god like am I answering this truthfully like I think so like I think it's basically right and like I would always hesitate when it was like <laughs> the one question about sexual purity or if you're being chased mm-hmm. and stuff and like of course I was a virgin but I was masturbating and I would always feel like. <gasps> Uh, and I'm you're so not supposed to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you're not at all. And so I would still say like I was like mm-hmm. chase whatever, but I would have like major panic attacks, being like, yeah. oh my god, if they push this any further, I'm gonna crack and be like, no, like I oh. totally occasionally. <laughs> and... Anyway, so you have these like crazy intense interviews, and, and they're and... in a room, just you and this older man. Uh-huh. Just so listeners are aware. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, always a man. And then you have to get one by your stake president as well. So you have, like, the, the interview with the bishop, 
and then an interview with the stake president who's like above him. So the stake is like a group of those wards that we just said. They just meet at different times in your chapel, but it's like a whole bunch of people. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully that makes sense. (laughs) Or like in Berlin, there are like, I think eight wards or eight chapels in Berlin and the state president like resides over all of those. Oh, okay. Chapels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, in so, Utah, it's a little different cause there's like <laughs> thousands and so thousands many. of Mormons. So, <laughs> Oh my God. I know. I forget that you guys have so many. It's insane. Wow. Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> So you have these interviews, and then you go to the temple. And so, like, if you're not endowed, all you can do is baptisms and confirmations. Which... And baptisms for the dead. Exactly. <laughs> because I... women can never perform actual baptisms. You have to be a man to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So women can only be the participants. And then the men are the ones who have the priesthood who are allowed to actually perform the ordinances. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Which makes me so angry because I always wanted to just, like, dunk someone in the baptismal font, and I couldn't do it because I'm a woman. We can't. We have lady bits. Too short. (laughs) But I always wanted to. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so like, so they, so in the Mormon church, they believe in baptism for the dead. And I actually just had this conversation with someone the other day to explain it. I was like, it's kind of, it's a crazy concept. And again, once I'm out of it, I'm like, holy fuck, what was I doing? It seems in the even moment, crazier. Like the yeah. more and more I think about it, I'm like, what was I doing? Cause I did these all the time with the youth groups. They uh-huh. would organize like youth, uh, Almost like field trips, but it was for, you know, like young men or young women's. You'd go to the temple and you'd do baptisms for the dead on a Wednesday or something. Uh-huh. Yep. And yeah. for us, it was like twice a year because our temple in Georgia was Atlanta and it was like four oh. hours. Oh, yikes. Like big <laughs> trip. Yeah, exactly. So we go like twice a year and it was like this big deal. And I remember ever since I was a little kid, because you start going when you're 12. Is that right? Uh-huh. Um, yes, yeah, if you get that recommend, yeah. Yeah, so then you can start doing baptisms at 12, if you have the recommend. But, like, okay, so listeners, come back, come back, come back. Gather. Gather around. You have to first change into these, like, awful jumpsuits. And I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about, like, rompalicious, delicious jumpsuits. They're not cute, no. They're horrendous. And for pubescent girls... It's even worse because you it's like it's white. It's and awful. Your like are showing. Like yeah. I remember. Oh god, it was so bad. And especially when I had like my boob growth spurt at like 23, 24, oh. it was I was mortified because <gasps> you would Girl, go. And- I can only oh. imagine because I went as a really young teenager, so I didn't really have any boobs. But I can't even imagine oh. doing that with it was boobs. So bad. Like, oh. Like, I was honestly, so, like, okay, listeners, like, you go in, and there's, like, a baptism font, and it's, Mm -hmm. like, this, I don't know, how would you explain it? Like, this huge pool thing, but then they have, like, glass around it, so everyone can, like, look if you're not actually in there waiting. Mm -hmm. And 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 some of them are, like, very decorative, and... Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. And so then, like, you go and you, like, wait. And so everyone's just, like, watching you. Like, people who aren't participating are just, like, chilling there watching you, which also yeah. adds to anxiety because you're, like, great. They're going to watch me yes. get into this water. And a lot where... of times there's, like, a line kind of, like, yeah. leading you out, which is kind of creepy when you think about it. But, yeah. Polish. It's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. So then you get into this font and then this guy, like holds your arm and your sh- I'm trying to remember the small of your back and your mm-hmm. arm mm-hmm. not creepy at all whatever and then he like says this like ceremony thing that they have to say every time which is basically saying like in the name of the father and the son and the holy ghost yes we baptize you in the name for and behalf of and then they read like a dead person's name Mm-hmm. And then you get dunked. I don't remember all the words, but basically that's what it is. And you have people there, like specifically close up watching to make sure your hair doesn't float up or something, because you yeah. have to be all the way under. Completely. Because God cares about that, right? God cares <laughs> about every fucking strand of hair on your head. Yeah. So it's insane. It's absolutely <laughs> mental that you have to do all that. And also, I never understood the logic in general because of like. They would explain, like, if, you you know, like, you have to baptize every single person who has come on this earth who has died before receiving the gospel. And that's, like, absurd. How are you it's ever going absurd. to do that? And, and so for listeners, <laughs> the justification that we were given for this is that after you die, if you're not Mormon or if you didn't know about Mormonism... You go into a spirit world and you wait there until, I guess, until the second coming when Christ comes again. Was that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what Mormons think it's their mission to do is to be baptized by proxy for all these spirits that never got the blessing of being mm-hmm. Mormon. And in In their teachings, they say that once the baptism is performed, the dead person in spirit form can choose whether or not they want to receive the blessing of the baptism. Because in order to get into heaven, or one of the kingdoms of heaven, rather, you have to be baptized. Yeah. Um, Which, none of it makes any sense, but all Mormons do it and... It's like a basic thing. Like this is the lowest level of temple stuff because yeah. I even we, did it. So we, <laughs> this is the lowest level of crazy. crazy. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing is we totally have not even gotten into like the crazy. <laughs> if people are listening now and being like, "Whoa, that's some fucked up shit." Like that's weird. Like it's let me weird. tell you, we have not even gotten to that point yet. Like. Yeah. It's and crazy. Do you remember when there was like the whole fiasco about uh, the Mormon church? They were baptizing like Holocaust victims. What? No. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember the exact time or source or whatever, but there was this huge outcry because they were baptizing Holocaust victims and people, um, you know, that were descendants of the Holocaust victims families were really offended by that. And rightfully so. Um, Honestly. Yeah, so they've they've gone to pretty far lengths to try to <laughs> baptize everyone to be a Mormon. <laughs> oh my god, that's so insane. And they have like 12-year-olds doing it, which is... 
weird. Oh, yeah, and they put a lot of pressure on, like, your own family history. Yes, um, yes, uh-huh. Yeah, you should do work for your own family, and because, yeah. like, my entire, like, entire family is a convert. Like, my mom converted, so she's the only one who was a Mormon, and then, like, past her, like, none of them were. So we had, like, I remember they would always give you, like, a lot of pressure, like, on me, especially, like, you haven't been doing work for your family, Ugh. like, they're all sad and, like, spirit world, like, asking for you to do this, Ugh. like, you need, like, so much pressure, and I so remember So much also, guilt. Yeah. So much guilt. And I, I just had this conversation the other day, too, because, like, uh, talking about dreams, like, I remember... Because I have very vivid dreams a lot. And, like, my grandparents who have passed away are quite often in my dreams. And they would be like, oh, that's them saying that you need to get the work done. So, like, almost ruin this, like, cool spiritual Uh, experience I have in my dreams because I'm, like, spending time with my grandparents. That's so manipulative. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's, like, just taking something that's very special and twisting it to an agenda. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So. Yeah, that's the main level of like, if you just do the basic, um, you pass the basic temple recommend, you can do baptisms for the dead. But everything else in the temple, you have to have the mega recommend. The mega recommend. Like Sarah received. So. Yeah. So, okay, so again, so like baptism, dunk you, you get out of the water, it sucks to your body, it's disgusting and pervy, and then you go and you take a shower and these like crusty (laughs) whatever. Uh, Oh, and also, so you're not only wearing like these jumper, white jumpers, but underneath it you're wearing temple garments as well, which are like those underwear things that we talked about before. And I'm assuming you bitches have listened to the other (laughs) and know what I'm talking about. But they are like the the Mormon underwear, which is just like these awful like t-shirt and long johns that you wear under your clothes. Google it if you haven't seen it. Google it. Do a Google. Horrendous. And like for youth, before we had like it was like a onesie. Oh god, I remember they were so bad. They always gave me too small of one, so I had like worst camel toe ever. (gasps) No. It was so uncomfortable. Oh, oh yikes. Awful. Anyway, so then once you do that, you go into another room and you have to do confirmation, which is where they, like, lay, like, again, three men, mm-hmm. two laying their hands on your head while one person, like, is a witness and reads yeah. the name to you. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, read out, like, in the name of the Father, the Holy Ghost, and name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We now bestow upon you the gift of the Holy Ghost, blah, 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 blah. And it's all exactly the same every single time. Every single time they just have these little cards that have your, like, the person's name on there and the date of birth and death date and then where they're from. And then as soon as they, like, read it aloud, then they check it off and they go to the next one. Yeah. And so you do, like, 10 to 20 of these every time yeah anyway so that's like baptism confirmation you know what i just thought of what you know how much time and this will even get more interesting as you describe later but how much time is spent in the temple doing these things um how much good could have been done in the world if 
people were out there like serving and doing humanitarian projects instead of spending time doing these obscure strange little rituals i just thought of that that's a really good point like so much good could be done because that's a lot of time but that's the thing is that listeners again this is like key (laughs) making them like pay attention take listen come back listen (laughs) Uh, like the highest form of service in the Mormon church is temple work. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is mind blowing because yep. it is work for people who aren't even alive. Yep. It's a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. Complete. It's a waste of but time. It's how you get people. It's another way of controlling people. And to be fair, I think it does give older people a purpose, like in the sense of like the people who are like retired and have like nothing to do and like, yeah, they, search their ancestry and like find out all shit and then they like work in the temple that's fine and if that gives them true joy that's cool but there's a lot of stuff that that people can do you know yeah yeah of Uh, course because once you go through the temple even at a young age like if you get married in the temple then they like encourage you to as a couple to volunteer and be temple workers which is where you like work in the temple i think it's like what once a week or once a month or something like that um yeah and i think you could even do more than that if you want yeah it's kind of like however much you want but most couples mm-hmm. will do like at least twice a month type thing like a whole shift like yeah. eight hours mm-hmm. and it's like that's whole eight hours you could be doing like within your community or something else where yeah. it actually affects so that's people. that's another thing to note for listeners is that all the workers in the temple they're not paid no, so no. all the money that went towards tithing, it's not paying the workers at all. It's nope. going towards like the very top general authorities and to other stuff. Yep. Which you yeah. know what? I need to look up. What is the church's like net worth? Isn't it like in the billions or it's something? It's in the billions. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> like you and I have talked about this. Like when I know, when I look at like the amount of money I've paid in tithing, it makes me sick because I'm like, that could have been a huge portion oh my that went to my student loans. I know, right? Like, that could have helped me in so many areas. And like as a poor student, like that would have made all the difference of me like actually enjoying life maybe once a weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh no, I got to pay that 200 euros a month or 150 euros, whatever a month. Like, that could have been me, like, enjoying something or, like, paying something towards a student loan, you know? Exactly. It's or insane. imagine if it had even gone to, like, a different charity that you actually yeah. knew what it was being used for. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's much more fulfilling. I mean, not to disclaim, like, because actually my friend, Miss Avalon slash Lewis, he asked me to, he's like, well, do you think that the church does do some good and I 100% do I think that they do donate and that they do good in general like national or disasters and stuff like that like a lot of people do help and so I don't want to discredit them and say like you know the church just takes your money and doesn't actually help because that's not true either but as a whole like in this temple service area like that part I think is just a complete waste of time and it could be spent elsewhere I think I think they do good and I think they inspire people to do good things and yeah they do donate like a lot of money to humanitarian stuff but the amount that they donate is so minute compared to what they have that I feel like they could do so much better and 
and back. that's where my discrepancy is where i'm like oh like <laughs> where's all that other money going <laughs> but exactly. they do inspire a lot of good so there's something to be said for that yeah okay so now we're gonna get to the juicy shit juicy Woo-woo. okay so next level stuff is when you get your endowment mm-hmm. okay so I'm like sitting up for this. <laughs> yeah, I this is a big one to explain. Now. now I'm sitting up. Um, okay, so before you go on a mission, you get your endowments taken out. So it used to be that men would get it out before women because men would go on the mission at 19, and now it's mm-hmm. changed to 18. Mm-hmm. And oh, I totally had a burp. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sorry about it. Uh, <laughs> And then women would go on their missions, like, what, they could go on at 21? Is that what it was? Yeah, they used to be able to leave at, or, was it 20? I I can't remember. I can't remember. And now all of that has been changed so that, like, women can go on missions earlier as well. But point being is that before you went on a mission, you had to get your endowments taken out. Yes. Which means this, like, certain specific ceremony that happens. And it's so sacred in the Mormon church that you're not allowed to talk about it with anyone which is why i'm so pumped right now you guys because (laughs) i have asked so many people about this and and no one that's mormon will give me a straight answer i mean i've found answers on the internet but it's not Mm. the same as having sarah little tell you (laughs) (laughs) what happens (laughs) at the cost of my morality, no, mortality, is that what, no. I mean, you yeah, might be eternally right? damned, right? Exactly, but... <laughs> so, listeners, that's right, like, because I'm sharing this, I am, like, condemned to hell right now. I like, also just farted, and you could totally hear that. <laughs> I so can hear it, but that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the point being, it is totally, like, yeah, it's it's the one of the worst things you could possibly do is so you have like murder, you have sexual trans- transgressions or whatever, but like the temple is even above. I think the temple is like in between murder and sexual transgressions. Yeah, somehow. and I think that's why no one will talk to me about it is because no. it's drilled so hard into people that you can't talk about it. So yeah, I'm like, oh, how do I get answers then? I don't know. And that's the thing. Okay, so, okay, I just I'm so overwhelmed with excitement that I keep jumping all over the place. But <laughs> Me too. So, so like, okay, so you either get your endowments out if you're going on a mission or if you're getting married, because also you get married in the temple, and in order to get married in the temple, you have to have your endowments taken out. Or the third option is mostly for women who don't want to go on a mission or who haven't been married, then they just can get their endowments taken out as well but here's the like sexist ridiculous part it takes the approval of your bishop first to say yes you can do it before you can even continue with the process right and for the most part they like so I try to get my endowments out as early as 22 even though I was not going on a mission and I was not engaged or mm-hmm. anywhere close to being engaged but I was like I just want to know like I'm so curious like I want to know, like, what's going on. Like, you know, I don't understand why this is such a big secret. So I wanted to go at 22, and I was denied in Georgia. They told me no. I was too young and, like, not mature enough and not ready, which is total (sighs) bullshit. 
hearing that like these boys get it taken out at 18 19 and clearly they're not mature enough so so here's a question sorry to interrupt but can men get their endowments taken out like if they choose to not go on a mission which i know that's like you know taboo in mormonism but if they choose to not go can they like just get an endowment whenever they want oh i'm pretty sure they can i mean i'm making that up but i'm like pretty sure because i see the logic of them being like well maybe if they go through the temple then they'll want to go on a mission and like yeah 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 yeah. them do it okay which is like yeah absolutely ridiculous and then so then i moved to utah this was like when i went back to utah the second time and i tried there too and i was like 24 i think at this point and they were like no still can't and i was like what the fuck like why can i not get this taken out they're like oh you need to focus on getting married and then you'll be able to like oh and i was like what if i don't ever get married and they're like no you just need to be like focusing on that and it'll happen wow wow yeah yeah, yeah. that's disgusting so, i'm sorry so they said that too it's that's awful like it's super annoying. So then when I moved to Germany, I, like, two years later at 26, I was like, you know what? I need to get this taken out. Like, I want to know, like, what all these secrets are. I need to know. So finally I had a bishop here who was like, yeah, I think you're ready. You can go, blah, blah, blah. So no one's able to, like, you take a temple prep class, which is them just talking about, like, the severity of if you don't go through the temple and, like, how it's like the the most important goal in your Mormon life is to like go through the temple and to make these. Well, yeah, because it really is like the most important thing a Mormon can do. Yeah, like, exactly. I was just thinking about um that primary song they teach like little teeny kids of like I love to see the temple. Do you remember I'm that? Yeah, because yeah, you can't get to heaven or be with your family forever if you don't go to the temple yeah which always bothered me because my family isn't mormon so i was like that's unfortunate yeah um yeah so oh what was i gonna say oh yeah so so then this uh, so they have like the temple prep class and they just like it was really confusing because they're like being so cryptic and you still have no idea what goes on in the temple like, they're just, like, preparing you for it by just, like, scaring you and saying, like, how important it is and how serious it is. And, like, if you, basically, if you go through the temple and then decide to change your mind, that, like, you're, like, condemned to hell. And so it's, like, this, oh, my God, like, am I ready to do this? Like, I don't know if I am ready. Like, I'm super scared. Blah, blah, blah. I was terrified to go through and get mine. Like, so scared. But then my curiosity, like, you know, overcame all of that. Yeah. So I went to the temple in Madrid, in Spain, because I wanted it to be, because I speak Spanish, I wanted it to be in Spanish and not German, because otherwise my option would be to get it in German, and I was like, <laughs> hell to the no, that's happening, so I went to Madrid, didn't know anyone, just like friends of friends, like hooked me up with these lovely people there, who were like super nice, and like hospitable, and like really sweet, but it was like awkward, because I don't know them, and I'm having to go through the temple, and do this ceremony that's like, oh my god, it was so uncomfortable. So you, so for your first time, you go and you have this like special room where you you do initiatories first, 
Okay. So that's like the first thing. And you change into the garments. Like you, you get the garments and then you have this like temple dress, which is for listeners all white. It goes to your wrist and to the floor. And then you wear, yeah. And then you wear, uh, like these white tights and little slippers. (laughs) So awful. Why do you have to wear tights if you're wearing? Well, it's like they, they're like the half tights, you know, that like come up to mid calf. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh. And then they give you this kit. They call it like your kit. And I was like, what does this mean? They're like, they'll explain it to you later. And I was like, okay. So you like carry around this thing that looks like a pillow. Honest to God, it looks like a pillow. Okay. And that's like a kit. And then you do the initiatories to begin with, which is all women, which it's kind of the only cool part is like this like feminine like bond but then do you they it... do they have one for men too they like split you up yeah okay okay so it's not really that's the thing is that it's not really like feminist and like amazing because <laughs> i thought that it was because they explain it to you that way oh so this goes back to like how many years ago like four years ago or more with the whole like women one in priesthood uh-huh you know, like, and yes. so listeners, like, well, I don't know, I think three or four years ago, maybe more or less, I don't know, I'm awful with time. Um, <laughs> there was, like, a, a movement with Mormon women who wanted to have the priesthood, and they were, like, fighting for it. And I remember when it happened that a lot of the members here were, like, well, if they went through the temple, they would know that, like, women do have the priesthood. And it's going back, to, it's referencing referencing initiatories which is what I'm going to talk about I'm so excited Sarah you have no idea I've been wanting to hear this stuff for so long (laughs) well I know I feel kind of bad because I've only done initiatories once which was you know like four years ago and I I don't don't remember all the relish it (laughs) (laughs) basically it's saying that like women will be like queens uh, in the afterlife, and that they'll have, I don't think it ever says, like, priesthood, but, like, basically they will be rulers and, like, have power and stuff like that. Like, they're not just dependent on men, but they still have to do it in partnership with a man. With a man, right. Okay. Yeah. So they're not by themselves, but I remember being, like, told that, like, I would, I would be a queen, like an heiress, like... Blah, 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 blah. Well, and then, basically yeah. isn't the whole theology that, like, you know, Mormons eventually can become gods or goddesses, right? Yeah. So um, you can become a goddess and a queen, but you have to be with a man. Precisely. That okay. was the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they, like, and then the women, so it's not men who do it. It's all these women who perform these ceremonies in the first step, the initiatory. Okay. So they anoint you with oil, like mm-hmm. these women do. So like that part was pretty cool. I was like, oh, badass. Like, all right, women are doing this fine. I've heard that in the past they used to anoint people um, and people were basically naked. Like they just had a little sheet oh. over their body, which is kind of funny. Like if wow. you look up old ceremonies, they would just have a little sheet. So you were basically naked, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it wasn't like that for me, but it was still, like, very, like, it was super cultish. Like, you get passed through one, like, curtain. 
okay. like the next room. So you like go to this first room. It's like this curtain with this woman who like recites this thing, and then you have to say, "Oh!" And then they give you a name. Right. Your name, and this is your name that Christ will call you in the afterlife. Um. Did you? I've I've learned that every person in the temple like gets the same name on the same on day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like I was so crushed by that. Do you <laughs> want to tell it what your name was? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so they they tell you like you know you get this new name and I was like oh my god that's so cool I'm gonna get this new name and then you find out later that like every single person who went through the temple yeah. that day got that name and you're like oh so it's not special it's just like the luck of the draw yeah. like day. So yeah so because mine was in Spanish it was. Uh, I have to think about it. Tabitha? Tabitha? Yeah. Oh, like... So, Tabitha. Tabitha, yeah. Yeah, but it was, like, said in a Spanish way, and I, like, it took me forever to realize that it was Tabitha. <laughs> like, it I had sounds no better idea. as Tabitha. <laughs> yeah, Tabitha. Um, so that, that's my name, and now I'm officially going to hell because I've told everyone like, my name. Yeah, I literally, love. you're not supposed to tell that name to to anyone except for unless you're a woman you can tell it to your husband but the husband cannot tell you his name yeah and Uh just more sexism there yeah yeah. so (laughs) only the women the wife can tell the husband but she will never know his name yeah and the whole idea for listeners for sarah to just say that is like insane like yeah no mormon would ever say that (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Like, and even, I'm not going to lie, even right now, it was like this, <gasps> like, oh. this kind of, like, sense of panic, like, oh, my God, I just did that. Like, I'm for sure going to hell now. Like, yeah, like that. Good, though. It's good, though. <laughs> if there is a hell, it's better than whatever Mormon <laughs> heaven is supposed to be, because I'm not go- going to Mormon heaven. <laughs> true, true. Better. Um... Yeah, so then, so you have that, they give you your name, and there's, like, so I was, like, fucking in a hot mess, like, panic attacks the whole time, because, like, you must remember this name, so I'm, like, I'm constantly, like, saying it in my head over and over and over and over again, because I'm, like, fuck, like, I know myself, I'm gonna forget this in, like, two seconds, Yeah. and then you have to, like, you pass through that veil, and then they, like, recite this stuff, and then you you go through another part, and they, like, you have to repeat your name to them, and stuff like that. And then they anoint you and say all this stuff that you're going to be queen, like, you know, a queen or an heiress one day and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then that's, like, the first step. And that's called initiatories. And that's, wow. like, you're done. Like, I'd never heard any things about, like, the queen and heiress stuff. So Yeah. So that's that interesting. Like, yeah, it was really interesting. And I was like, okay, cool. Not too bad. So, my, I mean, it was still weird, but, like, I, I didn't feel as like uncomfortable as I did mm-hmm. the next part. Okay. The next part is the endowment session. And that is where like men and women go into this room and it depends on the temple because each temple has like different rooms. So like in Salt Lake City it's like you have live reenactment versions. That's which... right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning so listeners meaning so like in this room you watch a video. And in Salt Lake and in other temples, like, I think Nauvoo as well, they do, like, live. Yeah, and I think they might do it in, like, one other one in Utah. But, yeah. It's, oh, uh... Manti? Manti, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Manti. 
Um, so you have these like people who act, who are actors, like, and they perform this. It's so fucking weird. So like you go into this room and like in Germany and in Madrid it was a small room and they like dim the lights and then this like video comes on and it's like surround sound. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the story of uh, Adam and Eve. Yes. So that like they play and they had like new video. So when I first watched it, I watched the new video and then everyone was like, "Oh, you're so lucky. You got to see the the new video." Whereas, like, the old one was, like, such bad acting from, like, the 80s and, like, uh just blah, 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 blah. And so this video is, like, the the creation of Adam and Eve. And it it made me so – I remember being, like, so uncomfortable but also pissed watching it because Eve is, like, this, like, dumb, like, oh, no, I ate the forbidden fruit. What shall I do now? Like, looking at Adam with these, like, dumb eyes. Like, they make her seem so useless and dumb and, like, oh. And then they, like, switch to, like, so it's, like, God and Christ, like, and they thin down the apostle. I'm, like, I'm really, really bad with this, even though I've seen it, like, a thousand times. But they thin down, like, they say these Old Testament names. Which I don't even know. But they're like apostles and stuff like that. They send down to Adam and like they try to teach Adam like, oh, now that you've partaken of the forbidden fruit, you've been cast out of Garden of Eden and you need to like, you know, be prepared for like people like Satan will try to dissuade you from the truth, which is why we have to teach you these signs. So (gasps) that's where you learn the signs. Which, by the way, can we pause for a sec? Because you mentioned Satan. I just want to make it clear to our listeners that in Mormonism, this is not, like, this isn't the the general view in Christianity. In Mormonism, there is a God, and then there's Jesus, and Jesus is God's son. And that's not, like, normal Christianity. And also, Satan is Jesus' brother. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> and we should just make that clear. <laughs> exactly. And and whenever so they the Mormon church they teach you that like Jesus was the one who volunteered to like come to earth and like restore the gospel uh-huh. and to sacrifice his life so that we could all have the gifts of eternal life and have the gospel in our life. And then Lucifer it, but that we would have the, the gift of agency so that we could make that choice ourselves. And then they teach that Lucifer said, no, I will do it. I will go to the earth and and not give them an option. Basically force everyone to believe this and be baptized, blah, blah, blah. And then God said, no, we pick Christ to do it. And so then Lucifer rebelled and was cast out of heaven. And a third of the host of heaven left with him, Mm -hmm. which is what they believe to be like demons or like people who are tempting you. Like if you feel like a, uneasy presence it's like this the host that follows <laughs> yeah and, and then for a long time they taught that if there were any spirits in the pre-mortal existence that sided with lucifer then if they came to have oh no they didn't side with lucifer they were on the fence like they yeah. weren't sure and then they got bodies and they came to heaven or not to heaven, to earth, and they had dark skin as yeah. their curse. Uh-huh. 
which is yep. ugh. I hate even just saying it. It's so disgustingly racist. It's so disgustingly racist. Anyways, okay, that was a diversion, but, but yeah, we needed then... we needed these symbols and <laughs> gestures and whatever to because yeah. Satan will trick you, right? Okay. It's totally true. And then they also believe that like once you you leave the church and they emphasize this in in the temple too that like if you make all these covenants and you say all these things and you you now know the truth that they really emphasize sexual transgression again because I mm-hmm. remember sitting there being like holy shit like I am so terrified to do anything with sex because like <sighs> that's it's like so emphasized that you don't do that outside of marriage and they talk about it in the ceremony continuously <sighs> and it's intense and then they basically say that like if you do leave the church that like you are possessed with by one of these like hosts of people who followed Lucifer, Satan. They say that. Yeah, that, like <gasps> essentially that like that's that's who it is. Like you're like you're no oh longer just yourself. You're like possessed. Yeah. Do you think we're possessed? We've we've talked about this. We must be. Yeah, possessed. I mean, I used to. <laughs> I just get really freaked out about it. Actually, I get really scared. I'm Even so right sorry. now, I'm yeah. like. Ugh. Like I must go- be possessed by like a unicorn demon that's like very <laughs> sparkly and likes to cook food and <laughs> I know, and I'm just a sassy bitch. That's who mine is. You're a sexual <laughs> sassy bitch. Yeah, <laughs> my, my demon's real horny all the time. So. Likes to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah so okay so then like they they you watch this video and then it gets to that point where it's like they tell Adam that he has to prepare for these signs they teach him the signs and then they they test him because like Lucifer comes and tries to tempt him to like start his own church and have people pay to know the signs and then like the apostles come in disguise and like test him and like ask him for the sign and then he gives it. And then they're like, oh, you have passed. And he's like, oh, I know that you're a messenger from God. So listeners, these signs are like, so then they like stop the movie at this point and they tell you what to do. And you you stand up and you put on this like weird robe thing. It's like this white robe that you put on the left side of your body and then you tie it and then you put on this like little green leaf thing that's supposed to represent the Garden of Eden when they were naked and then they realized that they had no clothes. So they put on leaves in front of them. So it's like this apron thing that you put on. Oh my goodness. That's green and it looks like leaves. And then <laughs> the women wear a veil and the men wear these like goofy ass hats that like have this little <laughs> tassel thing on the left. What? It's it's so bizarre. It's like really like I was struggling not to laugh the first time because I was like this can't be real. Why do you know why the like hat with the tassel? For the hat reason and the veil is the same thing where it's like you just feel so uncomfortable with all the yeah. And then the women have a sash that they put on too. So it's like this three-step thing and I was always so nervous and anxious that I would struggle tying everything so like these little old ladies always had to help me because I was like (laughs) I can't do it I'm so nervous and then once you do that then they have these like little helpers who like come by and they show you how to do the signs which are with your hands so it's like secret handshakes that you do oh my goodness 
there are four of them. So like you you do the first one and then you sit down and they like play more of the video. And then they like stop it and then they teach you how to do it. And then you do another sign and you learn that one and they like test you on it. And then you like switch, you do the whole wardrobe thing again where you switch from the left to the right. And so that's like the final step. And then there are four signs and they like repeat it. And it's like this weird cultish, so uncomfortable. This is so crazy. Like, and I even had like a base knowledge of what this is going to be, but I can only imagine someone listening to this that doesn't know anything about Mormonism. And they're like, what is happening they're like what the fuck yeah so so then you do that and oh i forgot to mention that the whole time they have they pick a couple and they come up to the altar because there's like a moderator who's like doing all the stuff in between the pauses of the movie and the signs and all that Mm -hmm. and then they always have a couple who comes forward and they reenact adam and eve so they kneel at the altar and they do these signs or whatever and like are representing Adam and Eve in the story. Like and then, a couple that's getting their endowments at that time? It doesn't have to be that they're getting their endowments. They could be like a married couple. Oh, they, oh, okay. Yeah, They just have to be a married couple essentially. So it could be young, oh. old, whatever. So they do that. And then after they teach you the fourth sign – then they have this is the part that like weirded me out so much they do a prayer circle and Mm. so they like ask for volunteers which I never did it because I never felt comfortable and they just always told me that I wasn't righteous enough and and that's why I felt uncomfortable what yeah they always told me that they're like well you're just not preparing enough and the more (gasps) you do it the more you'll feel comfortable and like this is creeping me out yeah I know oh just always like oh please don't ask me to go up there because well I've been asked a few times and I always said no because I just felt so uncomfortable so creepy I think I think I might have seen on YouTube a video of the prayer circle you probably did it's like where so before you go into the temple you write there's a box of paper and pencil and you like write down like names of people you want to pray for and you put it in this box and then this at in the session they pull out this this box and like it's okay. an envelope of names and then they ask people to come up and you join a circle and it has to be man woman man yes. woman yes. like that and then you all put your hand on the shoulder to your right yes this is what i saw a guy snuck yeah. in uh like i don't know how he did but he snuck in a little recording device and he oh, recorded fuck. it it's crazy and then they so weird it's it's really really oh it made me so uncomfortable and then they like they repeat this thing and then everyone who's sitting down has to like you put your hands up in the air and <sighs> then you put them down and you say uh let, hear my hear the words coming out of my mouth hear the words like you say this prayer but then you like have your hands in the air and then at the end you say like hear the words coming from my mouth and you put your hands down what because I remember it was in Spanish the first time, and it was like, la, 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 boca, like, da, 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 like oh from my, my mouth. And I was just like, it's so cultish. It gives me the chill bumps thinking about it right No, now. I'm, yeah, this is, it's creepy. I know. 
So they and do people the say it's so like sacred and special and it's like okay but it's actually really creepy if they like looked at it from a from a perspective of like a different religion was doing that they'd be like oh that's a cult right oh 100% 100% it's so creepy wow and then like the final step is that like they you have to pass through the veil which is yes, like this yes. curtain in the back and they have these little slits in them and there's a person on the other side a man always a man on the other side who is pretending to be god and Oh, I just had a burp. Sorry. And then <laughs> I'm so classy. Uh, they have like a temple worker who, again, like goes up with this like little hammer thing and they like our mallet and they like hit on it. And then you like are taken up to this veil. And then the worker says, uh, I here present Sarah, blah, 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 blah. And then the guy on the other side sticks his hand out. Like, it's so creepy. Oh. And like. Yeah, it's, like, through this little hole. Like, there are four four slots, which also represent the four signs on your temple garment. <gasps> I didn't know there were four yeah, slots. there are four. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So you have, on your temple garments, listener, you have two marks on the breast, on each breast. One above your navel and one above the right knee. Mm-hmm. And they're symbolic for, uh, like, the one on your knee is for prayer. The one above your navel is, I don't remember any of the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, I would have no idea. I'm a great Mormon, ex-Mormon. All I know um, is that they are um, linked to masonry. Exactly. Which is, which is a nothing. lot of what this is, which we can talk about later. So yeah, you I can totally continue. Yeah, I totally want to go back to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you go to this, like, the bell. So the bell, the little slots that are open... Uh, reflect the same on your temple garments, like the shapes. So it's like a V and a line. So interesting. Yeah. And then they like put their hand through and then they grab your hand and you have to make the sign and you have to, that you were taught in the earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to repeat this little like ceremony thing, which I was so fucking nervous. Oh my gosh. Like talk about, yeah. Being nervous. Like you have to remember the sign with your hand and then you have to remember, a ritual saying like yeah I was like a hot mess and like luckily I always had like really nice temple workers who would like just repeat it to me and I would just like repeat after them but then it was like expected that after a certain amount of time you should just have it memorized wow and I never did and I was always like oh my god I'm so embarrassed like I'd always go up and be like sorry I'm like I'm new to this and they'd be like really and I'm like well (laughs) 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 two years new whatever yeah, so then you do that, and then once you repeat all four uh, ritual saying ceremony things, and you do the signs, then you're allowed to pass through, and you go through, and they have this like super fancy. It's called celestial room, which is just like a really really fancy decorated room with like a chandelier, and then people just sit there and like ponder and reflect, and it's like so eerie. And you're, like, expected to wait a certain amount of time, and then you leave. Oh, man. Yeah. So, basically... And like you said, that takes about, what, like, two hours? It's two hours for that ceremony. And some people do that, like, three times in a row. Yeah. And it's a competition. It's, like, who... Holy moly. Whoever does it most. 
is the most Molly Mormon or Peter Priesthood. And they have the most blessings, obviously. Yeah. And I remember the, my ex, he would always be like, oh, I did two or three sessions in a day. And I was like, I can't do that. I can barely sit through one. And he'd be like, Sarah, you just need to pray more. And like, you need to be more spiritually prepared. And I was like, what? And I just never, ever felt comfortable. I always felt super awkward. I would yeah. have like panic There's attacks. nothing about that that you need to be spiritually prepared for like no. i'm sorry that's just weird and i hate that it's so secret i i think that's disturbing it's and super disturbing <laughs> like i told you and i don't know if it was a past episode or just when you were talking i get them all mixed up but um how in 1990 they used to have in the original like endowment ceremonies they had this gesture where you were like slitting your throat or you were cutting your bowels open and you promised what? not to tell what happened in the temple like that was what you 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 basically promised not to tell anything that you experienced in the temple or the result was death and i <gasps> They they took that out in 1990 because people were uncomfortable with it, obviously. But there's so much weird stuff. Like, it's, oh my god, it's bizarre to me that people think that that that's spiritual. But then again, you know, they've been taught that for a really long that's time. So it's like you kind of feel like. It's told, you and I have talked about this too. It's like Scientology. Where yes. I, when I watched yes. that documentary, at the time I was like, "God, they're so crazy," blah blah blah. And then after I've watched it since then, since leaving, I'm like, "Whoa, they're very similar." And that right. like, you you invest all this time and money to reach these levels, and then when right. you find out right. the highest level at the end is like this crazy made up <laughs> shit, you're like, "Well." what do I do now? I mean, I've just invested my entire life and all this exactly. money. Like I can't just walk away from it. So I guess and I'm going to believe in this craziness. Yeah. If you truly believe it too, you, you think that this is the only way you can keep your family together after you die. Yeah. So they hold that over your head as well. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And like, and, and that's the point too is actually, so when I, I left the church and I was, you know, I was best friends with, the bishop and his wife like it was such a huge like disaster and like really really upsetting how all that played out but one of the things was so jay was talking to the bishop's wife who was my best friend at the time about everything was like you know i just don't understand like why is this such a big deal Mm -hmm. and she just told him like you know well it's different for mormons jay it's different for us meaning i had gone through the temple and i was going to be condemned for walking away that's what she meant by that because he's like I don't understand she's still a good person like she's not like you know on the streets or you know being a horrible terrible human being like she's still her and she's just like yeah yeah but it's different for Mormons it's a different thing and it's because I had gone through the temple and I found out the biggest darkest secret yeah like I couldn't just walk away after that yeah and even when I did leave the church, it took me a long time to throw away those garments. A long time. Really? Terrified. I was like, oh my God, once I do this, that's it. Did you feel I, Did you feel scared when you did it? Or did I you did. feel free? I did. No, I, well, I felt free after, but the, the act itself, I was so scared. I just had them in the back of my closet for like half a year. 
Wow. And so finally I was like, okay, I have to, I have to throw these away. It, wow. Yeah. That's powerful. It holds on to you. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, I guess we can go back to this point too, where it's, it's what you're talking about before. It's like the ceremony is almost the exact same as yeah. the Masons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which they, I, yeah. I've tried to do some research on. I don't know a ton about them, but I do know that it's like almost exactly. It's very, very, very similar. Yeah. And even down to like stuff that people can see from the outside of the temple there's masonic symbols on a lot of temples especially the older ones and uh joseph smith was a freemason and it's just it's interesting because a lot of it it really just came from that and people think it was a holy divine like inspired ritual that they're still doing yet Freemasons are doing the same thing yeah. close to it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like that was actually one of the the tipping points for me when I was deciding to leave because it, it talks about that in the CES letter, which mm-hmm. again, listeners, you better fucking have listened to the other shit because we talk <laughs> about it. Uh so it's in that letter where he does make the comparison and I was like, Wait, what? And then I did my own research, like I think yeah. just a very basic like Wikipedia research where it says the different symbols and the ceremony and I was like, Oh my god, they're basically the same. Yeah. Like my mind is blown right now. And I'm sure it's much more shocking for you than for me, because I haven't been through it. So yeah. even for me it was shocking, so I can only imagine for you it was like, What? Yep. Yeah. Um, now I just, even like when I, no, oh, sorry. Go, ahead. go ahead, I was just gonna say like now, even when I see like friends who I still follow on Instagram or Facebook posting like, oh, you know, such a wonderful time at the temple. What a great weekend. Mm-hmm. I still get that like anxiety because I never wanted to go. And it was this pressure and guilt constantly. Like you should want to go to the temple always. Yeah. You should want to spend like your entire weekends there, like every opportunity go. And I would like have proper panic attacks and try to get out of it in any way I could because I hated going and I always felt so uncomfortable but then people like you have to go you'll get blessings and I would just like convince myself like okay if I go I'll get blessings if I go I'll get blessings but like it was this instant anxiety attack and now when I see my friends posting that I'm just like oh my god I don't miss that at all yeah like good at all and for me personally when people post that stuff and it's talked about a lot in, you know, my my realm of, like, friends and family. And I don't think they mean it this way, but it feels extremely, like, exclusive. I feel I, I can't oh, yeah. relate. And, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if I would belong to a club that they couldn't get into and yet I just spoke about it around them like <laughs> it was nothing and like it was so cool yet they couldn't get it in um I wouldn't do that but they it, it it's a different thing for Mormons yeah and, yeah exactly and and I I've talked about this before maybe with you or maybe on the other episodes I don't really know sorry about it but <laughs> uh <laughs> like that was one of the 
I actually mentioned this in the book that I'm writing as well because it's 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 the line that has haunted me for so many years. But I think I was around 20 when my best friend asked this question because she and I were having this conversation with the guy I was dating at the time, and we were talking about temples and marriages and whatnot. And he like got into detail about it, and I had never gone into detail with her because I didn't want to because it was mm-hmm. something that I still hadn't wrapped my head around. And, and she wasn't Mormon, right? She was not Mormon, no. Yeah. Uh, and so when this guy started telling her, like, yeah, so, like, you can only go to the temple if you have a recommend, if you're a Mormon, and blah, blah. And she just looked at me and was like, wait, so you're telling me that I can't go to your wedding? And I was like, uh, no, but we'd have, like, a, a ceremony later. And then these next words were haunting me. She's like, are you telling me that your own daddy can't walk you down the aisle? On your um, yeah. and it just like was felt like a knife in the heart and I was like oh my god like that's true like my family yeah. can't attend like it would be it's my horrible. mom and then maybe a brother if I'm lucky but that's it like no one else and what an awful thing to say to family who love you and want to share that special day with you exactly. and and I was okay like I was like I guess I just have to be okay with that like this is more important than that. So, yeah, when you're Mormon, you think that, you know, your eternal salvation is more important than that moment, like you just said. And yeah. to me, that's so tragic because then a lot of Mormon people probably have missed out on a lot of really awesome opportunities with their family members and friends who aren't Mormon because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. And it's and it's also so for people who, you know, again, you have no uh, relation to Mormonism or anything like that. It's also this like huge expectation placed on your shoulder to always get married in the temple. And if oh, you my gosh. It's like, like your your main goal, your main goal. And if you don't, then it's like basically you're sewing the scarlet letter on your dress because yes. if you don't yeah. get married in the temple, then everyone knows it's because you had sex before yes. marriage and mm-hmm. weren't allowed married in the temple yeah yep yeah you and in order to get to heaven like i've said a bunch of times before you have to get married in the temple and Uh yeah like because i know some mormon couples who whatever they say like sinned or whatever i'm doing air quotes Mm -hmm. but yeah and did something sexual before marriage so then they just got married in a chapel but like you said sarah like you know, the insinuation in it there is like, well, they were sinners, so it's not as perfect as a temple marriage. Like, we'll support you until you can get sealed in the temple. Because then a lot of times those couples will like, their goal is like, when we're clean or whatever, we'll go get sealed in the temple. <laughs> it's exactly. so ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's the whole thing is it's like I, my my brother... Uh, well, I'm assuming he's never going to listen to this, but it was like that too, where he and my sister-in-law, they had so much pressure on them to get married in the temple. And my brother was never active growing up ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went off to military and met his wife now, but she was active and she was like, okay, like I'm only going to date you if you're Mormon and whatever. So he started going back to church and then her family and like, you know, I'm sure, I, I don't know if my mom ever put pressure on him, but I'm, maybe she did. 
but I know her family put a ton of pressure of, on them to get married in the temple. And my brother actually, like, he went through all the classes and everything, but right before he was like, no, I can't do this because I don't understand. And I'm not going to just, like, get pressured into doing this good, just because good, to good. make other people happy because I don't understand it and whatever. And her mom got, like, so mad at them and, like, basically almost threatened to not go to the wedding because she was wow. so upset about it. Which is absurd because I'm like, you know, and he and I have had this conversation the last time I was at home. And he was like, when it's really dumb when you think about it, I was trying to do the honorable thing and not lie in these interviews. Yeah, yeah. Understand. And then people, like, were so pissed off at me about it and, like, disappointed. And so They just want you to, like, put on a blindfold and do it. Yeah. 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 And then they ended up getting married just, like, in a normal ceremony in a church. But, like, it was this undertone of, like, disappointment Mm -hmm. and... And anger. I mean, they ended up getting still in the temple, I think, like, three or four years later. But, like, my brother also doesn't really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will put his business out there. But, basically, it's, it's the same thing. We had a long chat when I was back home. And, like, he and I were talking about the temple as well. And how it's just, like, weird. <laughs> weird shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, like, as you know, I just went and visited Utah, like, last week. Mm-hmm. And it was for my cousin's wedding. And she's my closest cousin. I mean, she's, we grew up basically like sisters. And Oh, is this Stevie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's okay. Not to say her name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so she got out. married. And um, it's, it's just, you know, not to delve too much into her life, but it was kind of a surprise yeah. that she, she eventually decided that she was going to get married in the temple to this guy that I've only met once, and he seems like a really nice guy. Whatever. They're a charming, yeah. beautiful couple, but mm. they decided to get married in the temple, and she really wanted me there. She was texting me and telling me that um, she would love if I was there for the whole thing and to be there where, for all that. But they got married in a town that was, like, really remote. It's uh, Monticello, Utah. So uh, that's actually, like, it's, like, southern Utah. It's really far away from where I grew up, and it's actually far away from where I live now. So, mm-hmm. and they weren't having, like, a formal reception that day. They were having a reception the week after, um, and oh. so it was this really hard thing for me cause I, I wanted to go and support her, but at the same time, like I couldn't get in to the temple. And wow. so I told her that I was like, I want, I want to be there for you on your day that you're getting married, but I can't get in. And so I'm going to exactly. literally have to be sitting outside <laughs> and tell you congratulations after, and then drive the six hours home. And she understood and uh, I mean I don't know if she fully understood though what I was meaning by how hurtful that is but um we ended up going to her reception so that's why we went up we went to the reception (laughs) because heathens are allowed at receptions but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it is it is really hurtful and exclusive and they mask it as like something beautiful and sacred and special when in reality it's like it's very divisive and well, strange yeah, yeah 
it should be a day that like you celebrate with your your closest loved ones and mm-hmm. not a day about like you have to have this recommend and blah 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 like it should just be a day about you know spending it with the people you love yeah totally mm. anyways that's the temple <laughs> guys that's the temple <laughs> Uh, so if I mean, you see a like temple you... out driving, just be hello. You know what they're doing in there now. <laughs> they dunk <laughs> those dead motherfuckers. Oh, dead yeah. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, Creepy, strange stuff. Very strange. Oh and that's the thing is that I feel like we didn't even touch, like, just the tip of the iceberg of the I temple. Know. I know. Too. Like, we could have so many more episodes on this. Like, we can come back to it later because there's just so much to talk about and the, like, experiences as well. Like, I didn't even talk about, like, 90% of my experiences in the temple. Like, I just wanted to give, like, an overview because it's so fucking mental and, like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. We should definitely, like, delve into it more. And I'm sure there's stuff we've said that people, if they're listening, they're like, what even are they talking about? Like, what word? Like, what's that word or whatever? (laughs) Oh, for sure. And if that's the case, like, honest to God, we need feedback. Unless it's not nice, then I don't really care. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) no. But if there's, like, moments where you're like, I really didn't understand what that is or what that is, like, let us know. Because I just forget. Like, I'm still so new to leaving the church that I forget that people don't get Mormon terminology. Yeah. And I just start talking about it, assuming that, like, everyone knows. And people are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. No, I'm the same way, too, even after so long. So Yeah. So let us know. Or if, like, people are listening and they have stories about the temple, like, I would love to hear them. Please, Um, please, please. (laughs) I would love it. Love it. And then, you know, because, like, I would eventually like to, with this podcast, like, be able to alternate between us like talking about topics and then like maybe the next week being like telling people's stories or like yes. reading emails or whatever because I think people's truth need to be heard exactly. right and I think that's the whole point of this podcast yeah. and like what we're talking about is it may not be the truth you want to hear or maybe it's offensive to people but the point is that we're sharing our truth and I mm-hmm. want this to be a platform that other people can use to share their truth to, yes. to and and maybe you know what that can include people who are Mormons who are listening to this and are just like I want to share a positive experience I had yeah. with yeah. send them in like I just want it to be a place where people feel like they can share their tea you know what I mean agreed and if you want to remain anonymous we can do that too of course, so, of course. yeah like, I think the more voices, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Also, we have things up on social media now. We do. I it before. It's so exciting. <laughs> um, so go like us. And I think you have to do this on SoundCloud where you subscribe, right? Because the more people who subscribe, like, the more it's yeah, not. You know, I'm really still know figuring work. out SoundCloud, so... <laughs> If anyone wants to help us out. Yeah, so our main platform is SoundCloud, but um, so that's the best place to subscribe, obviously, and follow us there. But we do have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which we update with every episode now. 
finally. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, and also, if you guys have funny memes or anything, like, send them our way because we want to post these things. But, like, obviously, I can't really, like, look for them. at work. I, I did look for them at work the other day and immediately <laughs> had to exit out because I was looking at, like, I think I looked up chastity belts for our second episode. <laughs> And they came up with, like, all of this, like, sexual, like, strap-ons and, like, oh, all these images. Goodness. And I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm at work. I can't look this up. Uh, so, yeah, so if you have funny memes or whatever, like, send them send them our way. And we can yeah. use those as well because I yeah. love a good meme. I giggle so hard at them. I, so. I would like to proclaim that I'm a meme queen, but I know I'm not as a meme queen as some. But I do like memes. <laughs> oh, I never, I'm not going to lie. I'm never the one who originally sends them. I, like, it's people send them to me and then I pass them <laughs> on because I'm laughing so hard. Oh, I <sighs> love them. So good. Anyway, so send them, basically we just want feedback. Just, you know, fucking send us a message. Let us know yeah, what you You can email and- us. Email us too. It's uh, exactly. Mormon podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And or... we hope you enjoyed learning about the temples. Yes. I certainly did. Thank you, Sarah. I, I feel pretty like traumatized now, so thanks a lot for making I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> just kidding. I'm gonna watch like a little rom com and then go to sleep. I'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so Alright. XMO. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag Momo no Mo and <laughs> we will be Hashtag, back. Yeah. <laughs> Not so Mormon. We're really good at this ending thing. We're so like, good. We're gonna good. we're gonna get this at some point. And eventually we're gonna have like a an actual like tag at the end because right we now are. we don't really but you know, whatever. You know. We're figuring it out. Uh yeah. Enjoy All your right. week and send us all the things. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.